right, all the children can be dismissed or whatever. You can go back to the back and have fun now. I don't know if you call that being dismissed. Hey, everybody. Good to see y'all. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Florida was great. Florida was beautiful. Georgia was beautiful. Alabama was beautiful. Mississippi was beautiful. Tennessee was beautiful. <laughs> we had a good time, and uh, I just uh, thank y'all for, thank Mike for just taking the Bible study Wednesday night and taking that over, and for Eric uh, with the, the children that did come Wednesday night and teaching that. Thank you, Eric, for being there and, and taking care of that as you've been doing so well for months now. And thank all of y'all for, for going and participating in the Bible study and those who were able to make it to the prayer walk yesterday. I, I appreciate that. I wasn't able to be here. I didn't get back into town to about 4.30. So I wasn't at home sleeping. I would have liked to have been at home sleeping, but that didn't happen. I, that'll, maybe that'll happen tonight. But it, it, was, it was a great time, and uh, it's the first time that we've really been on an, a real vacation since we've... Uh, uh, since Christian and I have been married since our first, uh, since our honeymoon. So that was a lot of fun. And the, one of the great things about it is we now have a trailer, if you saw our trailer out there. And hopefully we can get the thing all stickered up and get our logos and everything on it pretty soon. Maybe this week, I don't know. It just depends on how much it costs. That can kind of get expensive. So we'll just have to see how it goes. And if we don't have the money for it yet, we'll pray for it, and the Lord will supply the money. He supplied the money for the trailer. took a few months, but in the process... We now have a, a great trailer, and this morning I was able to back in and load everything into the trailer, come here, back out, and it's got a really nice ramp on it. You'll see it at the end of the service, and then the ramp just lays down. We can roll things in and out of it, and Mike is going to help draw up some plans, and we're going to build some cases that we can roll in and out to make it go even quicker. So I'm very excited. It took us a lot less time to set up this morning than what it has in the past just because of that because we're able to get that in and when we get these rollout cases it'll be even faster because people don't have to grab one thing at a time all this stuff up here you know it takes one or two hands to grab grab a piece at a time and so it can on on sunday mornings it can take a while to get it up here and i appreciate everybody that that is helping out in that area and those that are helping out at the end last week i think we tore down in record time i mean it just it just all just came down. I mean, Jenny turned around and goes, man, everything's tore down. Everybody's pitching in, and I just want to say thank you. I appreciate that so much. And I tell you, I, I, I'm so happy and appreciative of our worship team that's, that's up here and the time that they spend. We haven't really got to practice much in the last couple of weeks, but they jump in up here and, and deal with wherever I go. And we may have went a couple of places they weren't expecting this morning, but they, they ran with it. And I appreciate that. And having other people that can sing instead of just me up here, that gives me a break from singing. And, and I enjoy just playing the piano and listening to these, to these other uh, vocalists singing and lifting up the Lord and leading. And I appreciate that, too. So I'm just, I just so thankful, so thankful for y'all and everything that y'all do. And all of y'all that are just here, just thankful for you being here. Uh, it's just... It, Every, every person that's in these in these seats is a blessing, at least to me. You might not know it, but you are a blessing. And I put on Facebook when it comes to our trailer, you know, it doesn't matter how much you give. You may think that you, you know, what I'm giving doesn't ma have a huge effect. It has a huge effect. It really does have a huge effect. 
and that trailer out there is just a load off my shoulders. Last week, I took one load home, rushing, because we got to church pretty quick, rushing home, took the second load as I'm going up, as I turn at Walgreens and start up the road, and of course, that light, it's like God's always messing with me, because that light, you know, stopped. I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go, because the rain's coming, I just know it is, and I got halfway up, and it started raining, and the piano was in the back of the truck, and the sound system was in the back of the truck, and I was cruising a little too fast, but I had to get to the house, and I jerked everything out, and thankfully those are in cases, and we didn't get hardly any water on them because I got there quickly, but now I don't have to worry about that. We can unload, or we can tear down, we can put it up, and now we don't have to worry about something getting messed up, some of our electronics, or, or we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, these things flying out of the truck and getting run over, too. So that's a, also a good thing. Also a good thing. And always uh, thank you for everybody, especially Eric that's helping upstairs. I know you don't see him up there a lot, but I just want to say thanks, Eric, and everybody else that's helped upstairs. Uh, he's up there out of the way, and nobody sees him, but he's doing a great job up there. I appreciate it. And, yeah. But thank you, everybody. Everybody is being, everybody's involved here. Everybody's involved here, and I appreciate that so much. We're talking about powerful life still. We've got we've got a couple more weeks after this that we're going to be digging into this a little bit deeper. And what I'm trying to do is set us up as a church. When we started uh, a few weeks ago, I talked to you about who the Holy Spirit was and how the disciples received the Holy Spirit when Jesus breathed on them. In John 20, verse 20 through 22, was the scripture that we used, and it says, "As he spoke, he showed them the wounds in his hands and his side, and they were filled with joy." When they saw the Lord, again he said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So we learned that when we get saved, we receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in us when we're saved. But the sad thing is, in our culture, in our Christian culture especially, that's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. We don't learn anything else about the Holy Spirit. We don't learn anything else about what he can do in our lives. We just stop right there. We're saved. And we're getting to heaven. That's great. It's great. I'm, I'm glad I'm going to heaven too. But there is a lot more out there that we are able to be a part of. And we talked a little bit about that uh, in week three. We talked about our faith being a supernatural faith. And what does that mean is that our faith, even Jesus coming to this earth in a virgin, and all of the, all of the prophecies that he fulfilled to get here, all the prophecies he fulfilled when he was on this earth, all of that was supernatural. So I implore you, to, when you think of your faith that you are living in, think of it as a supernatural faith that you have. It's not just something that you do. It's not just something that you read. But all of it to come together, it had to be supernatural. It's no other way possible for a virgin to get pregnant unless... There is a man, a human involved, or unless something supernatural happens. So our faith is supernatural. So when we talk about the supernatural, don't get scared. Don't get, don't get uh, uh, squeamish or, or go, well, I, I just don't know because this is different. Because you already believe in the supernatural if you believe that Jesus came, died for your sins, and was raised from the dead. You already believe in the supernatural. So it should just be it should just be part of our life as a Christian to understand that there is more to being a Christian than just being saved. 
and God can do more things. Now, as we see, lots and lots of churches, they don't talk about the supernatural. They don't, they don't, they don't preach it from the pulpit, and you don't see it actively being uh, in, uh, an, an activity of the supernatural in the church. And where is this teaching coming from? This, what, what is this ha- why is this happening? And here's the, the main two facts that I've seen over time. And I've talked to many, many different leaders in churches, from mega churches to smaller churches, that do not have the supernatural working in their churches. The number one thing is the leaders in these churches, for the most part, have never experienced anything other than salvation. They've never experienced anything else. If you haven't experienced the supernatural in the way that the the New Testament is talking to us about, you've read it but you haven't experienced it, it's very difficult to preach it. If you're not seeing it in your ministry, it's difficult to preach it and talk about it and and lead people that way. If you're a pastor, it's hard to lead people down that direction because you've never seen it before. In your own ministry, you've never seen it. So that makes it difficult. Now, the second thing and the more prevailing thing, and this has been going on for years, is that it's not mainstream. The supernatural is not cool. It's not mainstream. It's not hip in the church. So to, to talk about what the Holy Spirit can do in the supernatural through his gifts that, that he gives us is not something that is cool and neat to talk about. Now, we have had some churches over the past few years that have made it, made it a little bit more knowledgeable. People know a little bit more about it, but still people aren't getting in, into it because it's not cool. Now, understand, one of the gifts is healing, and it's, it's okay to talk about healing. And if somebody does get healed, people go, oh, praise God. Yeah, that's great. Why? Because that's a felt need. That's what everybody needs, right? Everybody wants to be healed. Everybody wants to feel good. But that's just one thing, and that is just an easy one to grab a hold of. Let's, let's look at what the Bible talks about on these supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11 that are active in a person that is baptized in the Holy Spirit. It starts out, it says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministry, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Get that? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the, to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Now, I want to just take a few moments and let's look at this. First thing, before we get into these gifts, something that we really need to understand is that all of these gifts are given by one Spirit and by one God. By one Spirit and by one God. So when we talk about these gifts, it's not this God over here, that God over there. We have one God in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We don't need to get confused and think. There is is something that's going on in many churches out there that want to work in the supernatural. And it's this idea that these, there's angels that are around that are giving these gifts out. There's not angels giving these gifts out. It's not angels. The Holy Spirit works supernaturally through you 
through these gifts. And so it is one spirit, it is one God that in 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 that that espouses these gifts, espouses these gifts into your life, that fills you up with this, and you can work in these these areas. The word tells us in chapter 12, verse 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts. But earnestly desire the best gifts. See, a lot of people look at this and, and they'll read through Acts or in those, some of those areas that, that, uh, that make them a little worried or a little squeamish. Well, what is this all about, you know, like Acts 2, 4, Acts 1, 8, and those kind of things. Then they get into 1 Corinthians, they read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, or they jump over in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and they read those kind of things, and they go, I don't know. And what they skip over is that right there. Verse 31 says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. You need, as a Christian, to desire the best gifts. You need to desire that God would give you the things that you need to be an effective witness. If you remember, I said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come on, me, on, on you to be witnesses or to be my witnesses. And I like to put in there to be my effective witness. My effective witness is the way I like to put it. Because when we have the power of the Holy Spirit, no longer are we trying to convince somebody no longer are we trying to drag somebody, but instead the Holy Spirit can work through us in ways that we could never imagine to really make a change in somebody's life. So we want to be effective. So we should desire the best gifts. We shouldn't be scared. We shouldn't, be, we shouldn't push back on it, but instead we should jump forward and say, what do you have for us, God? Give that to us. And the gifts are given, it said, there in chapter 12 the gifts are given to each person each person so it's not a situation where where this person over here oh he's a minister so he's going to have a gift or he's a missionary he's an evangelist you know she 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 does this or that or the other so yeah i understand it but that's not for me no each person that is baptized in the holy spirit has the opportunity has the ability to have these gifts working and operating in their life. Every person. So don't sit back and say, that's not, well, I just don't think it's for me. No, it's for every person. Now, it's forgiven to every person, what do you say? To profit all. It says all. It doesn't say one. It says to profit all. When you receive a gift, when the Holy Spirit comes in you and he and he gives you this gift whatever this gift is that he gives you you need to understand that that gift is to profit all and what we see sometimes we've heard this this story here already of of these two people in this church one would give a message in tongues and one would give an interpretation in tongues and then they pretty much be high-fiving each other and telling each other how great their tongues were and how great their message was, and see what God did through me. No, no, no. That's not what we do it for. We don't do it so that people can look at us. We don't do it so that we will get glory. We do it so God will give glory, and that everyone will profit because the gifts are working through us. We should desire the best gifts so that all can profit. We should desire the best gifts so that we can profit. We should desire the best gifts so we can say we're holy, and that we're better than somebody else. We should desire the best gifts so that all can profit. All can profit. 
if somebody is trying to attract attention to themselves, if somebody is trying to draw the light to them by using the gifts that, that are given them the Holy Spirit, then my question is, is that gift even real? Maybe it's fake. Maybe it's made up. And let me tell you something. I don't want to be a fake Christian, and I definitely don't want to be, be a fake spirit-filled Christian or what we would call spirit-filled Christian. I want the gifts to work in me to profit all, to profit all. I want us to be a supernatural church, but I want us to operate in the supernatural so that all can profit. I've seen too many people abuse this. And the sad thing is, is we've seen, we've seen people on TV abuse it, and then everybody sees them, and they point to everybody else that's spirit-filled and say, oh, you're all the same. All you're trying to do is just take my money. All you're trying to do is just sell me something. No. And if we do that, if we get to that point and people come in our church and go, oh, well, he, well, she, see, this is all it's about. It's just all about them. Then all of a sudden, that's not profiting all. It's just profiting us. Always make sure that your focus is on God and the good things he has for those who you are able to touch through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You get that? Let me almost say that again. Always make sure that your focus is on God and the good things he has for others that he's doing through you. It should not matter if you get anything out of it. It should matter if everybody else gets something out of it. That's what should matter. Now, since the gifts are given to each one, that means that you or me, I talked about that a minute ago, but what are they? Let's, it, it said it, but I just want to break them down. First thing that it lists is the word of wisdom through the Spirit. And I'm going to have through the Spirit at the end of every one of these because we have to understand we don't do this in ourselves. It's not supernatural if we do it in ourselves. It's only supernatural if the Spirit does it through us, okay? So every one of these, word of wisdom through the Spirit. And you go, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm 50 years old and so I'm smart and I'm wise and, and I can give some people some wisdom. But this is supernatural. This is supernatural wisdom. This is when somebody walks up to you and says, you know, I'm, I'm going through this right here. And the Holy Spirit speaks through you to them. Remember what I said to profit all? Speaks through you to them and you give them wisdom. You need to look at this. The Holy Spirit is speaking this right now. You need to look at this. And maybe God uses you in that. Please understand that just... Just because there's all these gifts doesn't mean that every one of us operates in every one of them. At the same time, if God wants the person who's baptized with the Holy Spirit, if he wants every one of them to be operating in that person, that's up to God. That's not up to us. So don't be going, oh, man, I, I, I must not be any good because, look, you know, I, I, I don't have that gift. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Somebody else has got it, or God will use you at that time, and he will give you that gift at the time that you need it. So word of wisdom is give somebody wisdom, something supernatural beyond what they would have themselves or what anybody else, and God gets the glory in it. All this stuff, remember the Holy Spirit, he leads us back to Jesus. He points us to Jesus. All this points us back to him. Second is the word of knowledge. Now this is not, this is not, you know, reading cards or, or psychic abilities or anything like that. But it's a, it's a word that you say, God speaks through you, and you say, this is what's going on. And they go, oh, how did you know? How did you know this? This is what's going on. 
right here, and this is what th- this is this is what I see is coming. Word of knowledge. Now, faith through the same spirit. This is supernatural. You ever seen somebody with supernatural faith? Somebody who's just like, you know, their legs chopped off and they're bleeding, and they're just like, God's going to heal it. I'm good, and I know it, and God does it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I know that's a little bit of a of a of a stretch there, but it can happen. That those people with supernatural faith, those people. I just, I just love to be around them because they make me feel so good because I'm like, oh, wow, man, if I could hang out with them, <laughs> I could get a little bit closer to where I need to be because, man, they just can believe for anything. And I've seen those people. I've seen those people. R.C. T- told me a friend of his that was that kind of guy. He'd just be walking down, you know, he'd stop to get gas, and, and he didn't have no money, but he knew that God was going to fill up his tank. And then what would happen? person would pull up, hey, uh, let me fill your tank up. <laughs> That guy had supernatural faith. I would love to have that. I don't, but I'd love to have it. God's just, he's still working on me. Remember that old kid song, he's still working on me? (laughs) He's still working on me. Gifts of healing through the same spirit. So gifts of healing through the spirit. So you can be, you, you can be filled up and you can have a gift of healing where you lay hands on somebody and they recover. You can lay hands on somebody that can't walk, and they'll walk. You can lay hands on somebody, and a foot will grow back. You can lay hands on somebody that has cancer, and the cancer will go away. I mean, we could tell stories after stories. Most of us have heard these stories where somebody had had a lump on their neck or something else going on, and they've been prayed for, and it fell off right there. Or they went to the doctor, and the doctor's like, you have stage 4 cancer, and the next time they go back, the doctor says, well, I don't know what happened. It's nowhere to be seen. That's a gift of healing, which I always think it's interesting. That's one of the one of the areas that everybody thinks that they operate in. Oh, I've got the gift of healing. You know, sit down here. Let me pray for you. And then you get to feeling better. Oh, see, you feel better. See there. See there. See there. Let's let God get the glory. Let's don't worry about that. Just let God get the glory. Now, working of miracles through the Spirit. Working of miracles is separate from healing. There are all kinds of things that can happen that are miraculous, okay? Healing is one, and I think it's really neat that the Lord chose to split these two apart. You have healing here, and you have miracles. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. So this person may be operating in healing, but this person is operating in supernatural, in the miracle, in in, in miracles. Something different. And we all know what miracles are, so just kind of sit there and go, well, if God was to, to, to... Put that in me, what could happen? What could I do? Prophecy through the same spirit. Being able to speak and see the future. Being able to speak and see the future. Discerning of spirits. That's when you have uh, people that that you're around and you're able to to discern what's really going on. Because see, we don't battle against flesh and blood, okay? We battle against powers and principalities. We battle against rulers of darkness. So when we look at this, okay, when we, we get in a situation, and it may even be a church situation, not ours, but you may be in, in that situation, because I've been in a church like that before, and you can go, this is not right. And the Lord is speaking to you. And there are different spirits out there. There are different things that we have to fight against, and the Lord can give you that, and then you can deal with that because he's given you a supernatural ability. Different kinds of tongues through the Spirit. And you may have heard this before uh, called uh, giving a message in tongues. 
giving a message in tongues. Now, giving a message in tongues could be in English. It could, if you're not already speaking English, I'm sorry. But it can be in English because one of my pastor friends who was a missionary, he was overseas, and I may have told this story before, but he was overseas, and he's in Columbia, and they had a great revival service that night, and somebody come and run up to his house and was like, Pastor, you've got to get over here. We've got a girl who is demon-possessed over here. And so he goes over there. They come to find out, because none of them spoke English, and neither did she. She wasn't even possessed. She was speaking in English. And she was saying, testify to the city of lights. It's in Columbia. Testify to the city of lights, which is Medellin. And, and the pastor had been praying. The, the missionary had been praying. God, where do, I, where do I go? I know you want me to do something. And this was God speaking to him. Go over here. And he did. That was God speaking. And he had to tell him, no, 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 no. Listen, hang on just a minute. She's not demon possessed. That is the Holy Spirit. She's speaking in tongues. And so for us, I tell that story because for us, we say English is speaking in tongues. Well, if you don't know how to speak English, then yes, you're speaking in tongues. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the word tells us that if I speak of, uh, of tongues of men or of angels. So we have two different ones here. When you speak in tongues, especially when you give a message in tongues, it could be English. I'll tell you another story. There was a woman who was praying, and, and she was wanting her parents to be able to come over from China to the United States. And one Sunday, there was a message in tongues, and nobody gave an interpretation, which is the next one. I'll hit that one real quick. Interpretation is you having the supernatural ability to interpret the tongue that somebody gave in a public setting. The supernatural ability to interpret that, whether it's a tongue of men or a tongue of angels. So she is there in, in, in this message, given no interpretation in tongues. And then two weeks later, she comes up and says, Pastor, can I say something? I need to say something to the church. And he says, yes, yeah, sure. And she says, two weeks ago, there was a message in tongues and no interpretation for that message in tongues. She said, I, the reason was, is because the message in tongues was in my language. It was in my language, in Chinese. Nobody in that church knew how to speak that other than her. She was the only person who went there. It says the message was, your parents are going to be approved to move to the United States of America from China. She says, this week I got a phone call from my parents that they were being approved to move to the United States. Now, these are real life. These aren't made up. These are real life situations. I want to give you another example of a message in tongues and interpretation. A pastor, a, a woman come in, and she sat down about the fourth or fifth row back, and he preached the whole sermon. She didn't see any movement. He gave an altar call at the end of the service. Nothing happened. And so as they were walking out, and the pastor's wife was walking out, and the pastor's wife stopped right in front of where this woman was. And for 30 minutes, she did sign language in front of this woman. When everything was said and done, this woman that was there came to find out she was deaf. She couldn't hear anything that the pastor had said. She gives her life to Christ. The pastor's wife had never learned sign language in her life. You want to talk about a different tongue. That's a total different tongue. But that is what God will do if we allow him to use us. 
when I say we're going to be effective witnesses, what do you think that witness was from that pastor's wife? Was she not being the most effective witness she could be because she was allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and through her instead of saying, you know what, I'm a little scared of this stuff, and instead God stops her and here it goes. And she does that and this person comes to salvation. We should not be scared of the supernatural. We should not be scared of what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives. Now, remember what I said. If these gifts said, said that these gifts are given to each one of us. It's not just for the early church. That is not true. It is for today. It is for today. It's not just for pastors. It's not for missionaries only. And it's not for a certain age group. Well, you know what? I'm this age. Maybe when I get 60, you know, maybe that's when I get it. No, it's for you today, no matter what your age. Do not be scared. Do not be hesitant to allow God to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit in you. Remember in week three, supernatural faith gives us the ability to be effective witnesses. Remember that. It is one thing to just talk to people about Jesus. But if you're the one that the Lord uses to pray for this, and then you're able to say, no, let me tell you what happened here. Remember, Peter and John, silver and gold, I do not have. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk. And they all ran around that, that God ran around that temple talking about it. And I'm like, what's this going on? And they're like, oh, well, let me tell you about it. This is because of Jesus. That's what it's because. That, that's, what, that's, that's why this happened. All through the scriptures, that's what it's about. Gives you the ability to be, man, the most effective witness. That power that the Holy Spirit uh, endow, uh, endues upon you. Endues upon you. I believe that if you allow the Holy Spirit to work in you that way, that, that a person, I'm not saying they're going to get saved right then, but they're going to stop for a second and go, and what just happened? Remember the story that Chrissy told about the, the, the guy over, over there in the Middle East, and he was ripping up, ripping up the Bible, and he was ripping up, and his hand up went, went, went out like this, and it froze. And when everything was said and done, he believed. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Who has ever ripped up a Koran? Nobody has. And then he goes out into the public square, and he gets baptized where everybody can see him because God was using this supernatural, this supernatural thing to touch many lives, especially his life. So, you might be talking to somebody, you may have a word of knowledge, and he speaks that, and then you're able to give glory to God. Because the person goes, what? Let me give glory to God. Let me tell you about this. But I do want us to take one warning. Before you open your mouth, make sure it's God. Don't go accusing God of making you say something that's not from God, okay? And I say accusing because I like what people do. Well, the Lord said to tell you this. And when they get finished, you're like going, what Lord was that? Because that doesn't line up anywhere with where I'm going in my life. So be careful. You don't want to tell somebody one thing, and that's not what God's will is for their life. There's been some crazy things that have come out of people's mouths. There's been some things I'm just like, where are you getting this from? And most of the time, and I'll say this, most of the time, that's just people who want, want the light shining on them. And, and you don't have to make it up. You don't have to be something that you're not. Just let God be who he needs to be in you. Just let him be who he needs to be in you. And I used the word baptized in the Holy Spirit a number of times this morning, this phrase. 
And so as we go in the next week or two, we're going to de- deal with what being baptized in the Holy Spirit, what that entails, what the, uh, the physical outside evidence of that is. So I want to encourage you to be praying and be ready. I don't want you to go through life missing anything that God can do in, in, in your life. If somebody offered you the best brand new car with all the bells and whistles, would you go, nah, I'll take the one that's got vinyl seats and no air conditioning? No. <laughs> I want air conditioning. You know, no, I'm taking, you're going to give me the best? I'll take the best. Thank you. I'll take the best. So let's do the same thing with God. Let's, in, let's, let's have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and let's go through our life with the best. What, what did he say? Des- earnestly desire the best gifts. And remember, it's not for us, it's to profit all. And sad enough, a lot of times we like to get in that mode. Man, oh, the Holy Spirit is working, he's moving, boy, he's, I feel good. Oh, yeah, oh, this is great, and God's doing this and that in me, and that's a, you know, we, we won't go out and let other people receive that that we have. I could care less who knows my name. That's not important to me. What's important is that other people can be touched by God. And when it comes to you as a church body, what's important to me is if you hear a message that I speak or I speak into your life at some point, that it will benefit you, that it will profit you, and that it will get you right where you need to be in the will of God. That's what I'm concerned about. That's where I want you to be. I could care less how many people, you know, oh, you you want a thousand? So what? If people are being able to be drawn and, and taken in and pulled into the will of God and their lives are meaning something for eternity in the kingdom of God, then we're doing the right thing. Then we're doing the right thing. So this week, I'm going to leave you with this. Read over 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Just read over it. Read over it. Just kind of get it in your system. It's such, a, it's such a great chapter. Get it in your spirit and begin to anticipate how God can use the Holy Spirit through you to share the gospel of Christ and to see the people come to salvation. I want us to be able to rejoice because the Lord is adding to our numbers daily those who have believed in Jesus, those who have come to salvation. And we're going to do that because the Holy Spirit is working through us, working in us, and making us the best that we can be, the best that we can be for him, the most effective witness that we can be for him. Let's pray, okay? Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for just meeting with us this morning and being here with us. I thank you for being such an awesome God. I thank you for loving us so much and sending your son to die for our sins. I thank you for this last week and for keeping us all safe. God, I just pray that you'll just continue to guide us and direct us. Let us be in your will. I pray for Unlimited Church that we'll be strong, we'll be courageous, and most of all, we'll be so open. Our hearts will be open to you, Holy Spirit, moving in us to make us effective witnesses for Christ. God, we want to bring as many people into the kingdom as we can because your word says that you would, would it, that none would perish. And so as our mission statement says that we are here to lead people to a limitless life in Christ. And that's what this message series is about, is leading each one of us to a limitless life in Christ. That we don't have any limits on ourselves, but instead we can become and do anything that you want us to become and be. Lord, I just pray that you'll give us, Lord, wisdom and direction to do your will, to, to seek out your will, to, to love your will, and to follow your will in everything that we do. God, I pray that you'll touch our finances as a church, Lord, as individuals, Lord. I pray that you'll touch those that are still looking for better jobs, Lord, that you'll open up the doors, Lord, that you'll open them wide, give them that that they need. 
for all the other needs that they have, Lord, that we can be able to rejoice with each other. Look at what God has done. Look at how God has blessed. Look at how God has taken care of you. That's what we want, Jesus. We give you glory and honor and praise today. Go with us and keep us safe until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And have a blessed week. And do not forget, please, if you can, come and help us Friday night. It's going to be a blessing. It's going to be a load of fun. Okay? It's going to be a, be a load of fun. If you are a teacher or you work in the school system, we, I've talked to, to Connie about this, or Christy has. Uh, I think you're okay when it comes to our background checks because y'all have to do those things and y'all have to go through a rigorous background check. So I think we're good there. If you haven't done that or you're not in that kind of a position, please see me before Wednesday and uh, let me get you a background check. We've got to do this, number one, the, the school is requiring it of us and our insurance requires it of us too, our, our church's insurance. So remember that. So anyway, thank you. You're dismissed. High five somebody. Give him a fist bump if you're, if you're Mike. Give him a fist bump because he doesn't want to touch your hands. All right. <laughs>